Most of you have no foundation at all. Now, the trouble's with your attitude. I don't like the fact that when, as soon as I walk outside of my house, it is going to be Niagara Falls running down the crack of my aunt. Shut up and sit down. Last time on the show. Hey, Jerry! Rush Limbaugh's dead! You know what I mean? Exactly. So let's we're going to send him off again with some somber tones and then let's get into something else. Let's, Ready? Let's be respect. Can we be respectful this time, though? Hey, raise your glass in his memory. That was. That, why? What happened? It just like it's just a bit of the sound. That you don't, you don't yeah. yeah, yeah. That was fun. That was a fun episode, and just reliving uh, his death over and over was oh. great. And I heard he suffered before he died too, which it was painful. It was painful, and uh, was, and long. It was a long death. It wasn't quick. Yeah. That well, that's all one can hope for <laughs> is that people like Rush Limbaugh and Rush Limbaugh die slow and painfully for their awful just existence. Right. Anyways, anywho, welcome, welcome, uh, welcome, welcome one and all. Uh, welcome to our guests around the world, our listeners around the world, and um, t- today, um, we got a dude, dude, Rocco, Rocco. What do you want? Our boss is here. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, we had the one on earlier in the I season. Know. Well, it's part of the contract stipulations. And being part of the network, they're like, you have right. to let talk about a comic book. I got to sit here and fucking listen about right. it. Dan, right. it's just, dude, but I'm it's only two it. episodes a season. Right. I'm going to keep it real, though. I'm not I'm not going to kiss his ass. OK. Hey, Dan. All right. Dan, now, turn Dan, on his, turn Dan on his you're not phone. muted. You're not muted. He heard everything that we just said. I gotta go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone. Uh, Casey is back. Casey from DFAT. Hey, buddy. Hi. Oh wait! Oh, warm up. I, I was off with the with the applause wow. sign. I was a little off. Sorry, Casey. Yeah, welcome fantastic. back. Welcome to me being back. Yeah, I'm really really excited. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a while actually because of the COVID of it all. I I did I come on last year? I can't remember. Yes, I think you were on last season, if not last season, the season before. Definitely, it's been pretty it's recently. Been a bit. You, yes. you and Chris, I believe, came on as a as a duo last season. Yes, mm. that's what it was. Mm. That's what it was. was. He stole show. some of my my spotlight, so it didn't feel the same. That yeah, he was definitely trying to edge you out, and that's he what it felt like. Always tries to edge me in some yeah. way. Or so <laughs> what we what we did is we actually gave him his own episode a few weeks ago. Um, we did, oh we did, and you know, just to make I listened to it, it was horrible. You know why yeah. I feel? You know, I feel like you've been busy and haven't been on the show. Yeah, because you've created something. You have. I did uh, the morning constitution, but uh, yeah, other than that, um, my child. What's a what's a morning constitution? <laughs> is that a turd? Yeah, it's, it is. They call it constitutional. In the uh, 
yeah. I don't know where in Washington, D.C., I think. But yeah. Uh, OK, that's what I called no. it at work all the time. I'd be like, I got to do my morning constitution. Mm-hmm. And of course, the girls would be like, oh, but no, in, in a record setting time, you got something funded. What was it? Oh, that old thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. So a comic book as contractually obligated to say every time <laughs> I'm on, I even have to say it. Um, yeah, like hollowed issue three is funded. Um, the Kickstarter is still running. For, I don't know when you guys will put this one out tomorrow, tonight or tomorrow. Right. So for the next few weeks, uh, if you're listening and you're in Eurasia and you want to get a copy of this comic, I will ship it to you. In Eurasia? Eurasia. Eurasia. How dare you? I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, awesome, dude. That's all. And I, I wanted to kind of just point out how incredibly selfish you are because the point of being on our show was to to talk about your funding and you all yeah. you went and got funded before you came on and how dare son you a, son yeah. of a bitch not yeah. nothing to talk about so we can just yeah leave. we're just gonna sit here in silence <laughs> no um, we got an hour to fill uh um i i say let's let's jump into current events when we come back yeah um casey let's talk about let's talk hollowed because i want to i want to you know get a little wetness on me with some hollowed um, only because I haven't read the other issues and I'm getting this one and I got the, I'm getting the digital copies of the other ones okay. and this will be the physical one. Although I do want the other physical ones, but I mean, I'll pay for them. We'll just, we could talk about that another time. We could talk about it. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's not the point. Let's talk about current events real quick, Dan. Um, yeah, there's a lot of topics to touch. You were talking a lot of touching earlier. A lot of which, touching. Which topic do you want to touch first? Well, the big thing is we live in Rochester, New York. Okay. This Dan's address is, um, but <laughs> <laughs> we, li- we live in Rochester, yeah. New York. And um, Daniel Prude, who, um, you know, was uh, a man of color who was brutalized by police um, during a mental health arrest call. Hmm. Um, mocked and then by he, police, mocked and, by police too on recordings, and mm-hmm. then subsequently left for dead. Now, Dan, I have myself been a, a urine-soaked mess, face down in the Monroe Avenue area. Okay, have, well, most of us have. Uh, uh, Dan, you know those nights. We've had those nights together. Okay, yeah. but I have something called being white. Yeah. So it was I, my someone, urine, though. It was yes, my urine. But someone helped me up. And I was given a hundred dollars. Definitely not me. And I was put into a cab and safely brought home. Right. Um, right. Cause that's what, you know, but joking aside. Okay. Yeah. The court ruled that there was no wrongdoing done by the police officers. Yeah. They've been completely acquitted. Can They're, I ask you and, and Casey, are you guys surprised by that at all? No, no, no. no. What about you, Rocco? Were you surprised? As he gulps down some more Guinness to be on, you know what I'm drinking. Um, to be honest, I, I am, I am a bit surprised, but not very. And why I say a bit surprised is because of how much publicity this got. That's the only reason Mm. that this got so much publicity that someone would have done something or at least like, um, you know, slapped on the wrist. But I mean, in Breonna Taylor's case, uh, there was open gunfire back and forth. And her boyfriend shot first. Um, so mm-hmm. I guess there's, you know, there's a lot to be said about all these cases. They're all different and nuanced. But the problem is that 
police are protected by a lot of hardcore laws that are really going to be hard to reverse. See, legislation needs to come into play here. The, the, the judge, the juries, they're only on the judicial side. All they can do is look at what's already in place as a law. Uh, they look at precedent. That's like 90% of the law. I, and they I, go, well, I, this is precedent. This is how it goes. The cops are protected. They're out there risking their lives and they got to do what they got to do, which is, which is the argument that is made a hundred percent of the time. Now, most people on the outside looking in are going, yeah, but they held his uh, body down on the cold, wet pavement with a knee in his back until he couldn't breathe anymore. Naked with a bag over his head. I understand it was a spit bag. I get it because people have AIDS and they've done that before. They spit on people to try and give them their AIDS. Okay. I'll give you the bag for Christ's sake. I'll give you the fucking bag, but he was naked. He was on the ground. He was handcuffed. It was winter. His knee was on his back. How I can't give you any more than the bag. Okay. But this is everything that you do. This poor man mm-hmm. on a mental health or I don't care. He black, white, whatever is a poor man being brutalized by police. Brutalized. Look, Rocco, look at the progress. The RPD has made. Now they're just <laughs> zero. They're just spraying kids in the face with pepper spray. Right. Exactly. Progress. Um, she didn't die. Did anyone? Did see, she? Uh, do, do any of you guys subscribe to the inner loop on Facebook? No, but when you share it, I think, wow, that's a really funny page. Casey, do you watch? Do you see the inner loop? I'm I'm friends with the guy who runs it. So then that's oh. a yes. This no, guy I tried to avoid is connected. So the thing that I, I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was the inner loop. They said uh, someone at the police department is getting injured for all the slaps on the wrist that they're giving police officers. Yeah, that sounds, <laughs> that sounds like something. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, it's just a great, it's an excellent headline. That's so good. That is so good. But um, that's like that's better than something the onion would come up with. Well, yeah, well, there's like our onion, but here yeah, it's great. Um, I, I love it. But uh. Casey, what are you running? There you go. Um, What do you think about all this? What are your what are your thoughts? Really sad. Um, Yeah. As a person of color uh, from a really small town, um, not to get too shitty about it, it, like you face some pretty gross people out there. And um, just the fact that we really don't ever do anything <laughs> like, no we don't. i've been lucky i guess i've been on both sides right like uh, for the people who don't know and are racist i'm <laughs> black and for the people who don't know and are not racist i'm white so like i've been <laughs> on both sides of it and um you know yeah it's it's something systemic racism and especially police brutality related to it is something that we really just like to keep around ever since our country was born. So if it's not broke, don't fix it. Uh, it's, <laughs> it, you know, and, and what's, or if it is broke, don't fix it either. I guess. Yeah, that's one, the, right. I mean, I guess, and Dan and I, we say this often on almost every episode when we talk about race, like we're just two cisgendered white guys that feel like we have the luxury to even be able to talk about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the big thing that's missing from Dan and I, and I, I'm assuming this is the right term, but is the black experience. We can never have that. So we just have to be empathetic and we just have to listen. Is that, you know what I mean? Like we have to just, we have to listen 
And, and I, I'm not just talking about like Dan and I, I'm talking about like white people in general. It's like, just shut up. Just like, listen, you know what I mean? It's a, uh, yes, but I would say more than listening, it's actually, and I know you do this, so I'm not specifically calling you out, but just white people in general, you have to say something. Like, it's a lot to say, like, oh, I'm going to read this book and figure out what this is all about, or, you know what I mean? Or I'm going to hold this sign up and be like, Rrr. but like, really, you got to like say to the person who said the racist thing, don't be racist. You know what I mean? Like, that's that. And that's the hardest thing is mm. people who may want to say something, but just don't. And they're afraid to do so because of judgment or or whatever you know what i mean they're worried about their jobs or how their friends are going to think about them so <laughs> listening helps for sure but more than that would be action absolutely and that that absolutely makes sense um coming from my experience and my side is like not talking to a whole lot of family members of mine that i know are like openly racist and having to like be at a family function and hear them speak is literally painful because you're just like, and then you say something and it, it just, it just blows up into this big thing. So just not giving these people a platform or attention, I think too, I, I'm not sure maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but like, you know, by me making a big, you know what I mean? And making a big deal at a family at the family about it, then they're going to take it. Oh, now I have a stage. Now I can really be prolifically racist. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's, it's just so many sides to this and I, it's just, we're never going to solve. I mean, I want to solve it, but how, how the hell Dan, do you have any ideas? It's dude, you know, we've talked about this ad nauseum. We obviously already solved racism. That's I'm right. Sure. We had the whole episode on solving racism years ago. Thank you, Django for coming on the show. If you're listening, um, you came yeah. on and we solved racism um, on a single episode. Yeah, but, you know, about the whole thing about not saying anything to, you know, your racist neighbor, your racist friend, your racist relative. Family members. Family members. You know, these uh, Thanksgiving get-togethers, the birthdays, the holidays in general. I found that with these people, yeah, there really is no reasoning with them. Well, you're dealing with so, this personally, too, right now, Dan, aren't you? Yeah, it, it, it becomes... It's kind of like, well, if my dad's going to say X, Y, and Z, but he's also been my dad my whole life, and he may not have a whole lot of years left on this earth, am I going to spend those, those years just digging my heels in and dying on this hill and possibly alienating him from me? Or am I just going to allow myself to forgive him, ignore what he's saying, hope that he's not hurting too many people in the process, and maybe seeing that this is someone who's been um, tricked, lied to, uh, brainwashed by the rights indoctrination uh, his entire life, whether it be church or other white men. Etc. Um, growing up in a culture that told him that that was okay, that it was okay, not only okay, but just normal. Like that's just the way life is. Yeah. And and furthermore, when he became an adult, and you had more and more people on the right coming out 
saying that they're being victimized because they're losing European culture. Yeah, that that's a tough you one know, to swallow. Like it really is. Oh, yeah. we're losing so much white culture. What? Right. <laughs> right. What is that? What does that mean? You know, I'm pretty sure you can still buy plenty of mac and cheese at the grocery <laughs> store. <back. laughs> Dan, what are you talking about like, Dan, what? you got so deep and I just wasn't ready for that. And I just want <laughs> like, you to know, like you just like, I, you know, Casey left. He's not even it's just a microphone. <laughs> no. What is by the way, what what is this loss of white culture? So we go from Thanksgiving, which is as American as it gets. It's a made up holiday for Americans. America. Right into Christmas, which we know was co-opted by the Christians from a pagan holiday. It was sure. moved. Christ's birthday was probably in the summertime. They moved it over to this time of year because it, it made sense with the winter solstice, right? So that's more that's more Scandinavian uh, holiday shit right there. Then we move into, I mean, what's next? We have Martin Luther King Day, so that snuck its way in there. It, it did. Right? I they, have to. They have... shoehorned that one in there, right, Dad? Yeah. Then, <laughs> then right after that, you <laughs> Jesus, got... Dad. I hope he's not going to listen to this. You've got so... you've got President's Day, which all we do is celebrate more white men. Great. Then Valentine's Day. Yes, you know, a made up little. I don't even, I don't know the history of Valentine's Day. We all know it's bullshit, right? Then St. Patrick's Day. Oh, Are you just oh, going to go through every holiday? Is that the, is or this a new the, bit? Dan just goes over white, the holidays. <laughs> white Irish fucking holiday about nonsense, about some guy. Yeah, it's nonsense. You know, Leprechauns and shit. Scared the snakes out of Ireland. No one gives a shit. And, and then springtime in general, the, the, the Easter holiday. In Springtime's spring is only again, for white people. Again, a pagan holiday yes so they're not there's no taking away of this quote-unquote white culture and i hate when people say it and it bothers me very much because it's like everything is like people are like why is there a bet what about a wet and i say it's every other channel is wet like literally every just turn the fucking tv on there's white there's white entertainment television right there it's been that way forever like I don't un- I don't get it. It's just like speak. It's like it's like screaming at a wall. But I have to say this is really funny. Someone said to me, "Oh, um, you know, we're still so much work to do with racism, yada yada yada." And I said, "No, no, 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 no." My daughter's textbook said that Martin Luther King Jr. and Rosa Parks combined their rings and destroyed racism. That's in the textbook. That's what it says. And there's you know, even a drawing. I got a big laugh, you know, which I always love because I have low self esteem. But I'm just saying, like. <laughs> That's what our kids are being taught is that Rosa Parks sat in the front of the bus and Martin Luther King marched and and racism was done it's over. Yeah, it was done and over with. And it was like, yeah. And then like they shot him. So, yeah, we, we leave that part out, though. Right. That's what you think, man. Yeah, that's what you think. You're, so, you're just a sheep. Yeah, right, right, right. I'm just a sheep. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so moving into anyways, there's a lot of other shit to talk about. Though, yes. Isn't there? So move, moving out crazy. into that. Well, no, I, I this kind of is a good uh, uh, segue here. Um, Supergirl got cast. Kara L got cast and she got cast by a Latina and the Internet shit its pants. And, you know, we've got comic book artist, not artist, sorry, comic book creator extraordinaire, creator extraordinaire here. 
to really, I'd say, what are you, what are your comments on that, Casey? Cara Zorel. Um, but Zorel, uh, sorry. Cara, <laughs> Cara Zorel. Uh, you know, I don't give a shit, to be honest <laughs> with you. And not in like a, the news thing, but I don't care when they recast um, different races and the roles or whatever. It doesn't mean anything to me. I, as long as the character lives up to the comic book character, then I'm okay with it. Um, though, I will say this. When you're making a comic book movie, and, and I know that Johnny Storm and Sue Storm are blue hair, blue eyes, or blonde hair, blue eyes. Yes. Yeah. They're Martians. Um, <laughs> it's kind of cool to see them look like they do in the comics because I'm seeing a comic book come to life. Now, when it's Michael B. Jordan instead, Michael B. Jordan is a way better actor than Chris Evans. No offense to Chris Evans. I love Chris Evans. But you know what I mean? Like, I don't care, but I can understand why from a very non-racist standpoint, just as like people were really mad about Sonic looking like a weird fucking gremlin, but then yeah. the internet blew up and then he looks like Sonic. You want to see your characters visualize the way that they are represented from the source material. So for that, I am okay with that argument. Mm -hmm. I don't personally care as long as the acting is good. I mean, I'd say I, I completely agree. It's difficult when you have such rich and deep source material <clears throat> that why would you do that? And I'm glad you mentioned Michael B. Jordan specifically um, because of his portrayal of uh, uh, the human Johnny torch, Storm. Johnny Storm in um, the Fantastic Four film, that abomination of a film. I love the Fantastic Four. That is a comic I read as a kid. I did not understand that movie. And Miles Teller as Mr. Fantastic. What what happened? But anyway, I did. It was odd because they're supposed to be twins. Sue Storm and Johnny Storm, right? They're supposed to be twins. No, no. They're just brother and sister. Yeah, she's so, older. Uh, OK, so regardless, she's white in the movie. He's black. Obviously, she's the one that's adopted into this family in the movie and in, in the version. movie. Yeah. So like why make all these changes, you, you know, like, and again, just like you said, it's not coming from a racist place. I just went on a tirade about Daniel Prude. Obviously it's not coming off from a racist place, but from a, a, I think that you're right when you have this source material, you know, Dan, you don't care about comic books at all. What do you, what do you think? <laughs> Wait, what? Exactly. <laughs> We were talking about comic books. God, you suck. Anyways, um, yeah, the argument of putting in uh, people of color, um, or just really anybody that doesn't match—I'll use your word, Casey—the source material. That's an interesting argument, and I, I kind of like that argument. The only thing I would push back on is, um, I think that it's great to see people of color taking these roles. Um, and I guess I would soften the blow by saying like, let's say someone said, okay, you're, you know, Spider-Man is a white 15 year old boy. Like that's what it should be. Okay. Well, there've been 20 Spider-Man movies. So we're going to do one with a black kid. You know what I mean? My, which I, and again, I agree. My other pushback would be like, 
then do miles. My, you know what I mean? Or do you know what I mean? Like do you know whatever Zorel? That's just a different super person. You know what I mean? Like for for my just make new characters. <laughs> Like, you don't have hmm. to whitewash things. You don't have to people of color wash things. You just go and make a new character if it fits the story. Like, in all That's essence, true. Iron Fist should probably be Asian. He shouldn't have this white savior thing. But yeah. at the time, they did it. And we read it, and I like it, and I have nothing against those comics. You know what I mean? Yeah. But now if you went and casted an Asian person, I'd go, okay, cool. You know, it's Makes not more sense. Rand, It's It's this other guy not according to the comics but again i don't care but mm -hmm. just it's shang chi now because but do you think that the studio Asian. would be taking a risk in creating a new character because it well, doesn't have the lore doesn't have the comic but, book it doesn't have the history but so miles morales and i think that's the best example casey is miles morales um miles morales is the next spider-man and he is black um he is also bitten by a, a certain radioactive spider that made him the next Spider-Man. Um, he has different powers. He has a different backstory. And Dan Miles has blown up. Like he's got, he was in the, into the Spider-Verse. He was the star of that. Um, he's got a new video game coming out for PS5. Um, his comics are great. And guess what? Because they wrote a great character. He is a great character. So of course mm -hmm. he took off. He just happens to be black <laughs> you know will there will there be a movie with him and deadpool miles uh, morales you, you just shared something online oh that was peter parker deadpool oh that was okay yeah peter parker and uh deadpool uh it, it, wade they have a, a like a bromance which is really funny <laughs> but anyway um so, yeah, I'm glad we touched on that. There was just one other thing I wanted to talk about. Okay, because let's one... get out of this conversation like Ted Cruz out of Texas. Oh, <laughs> man, you were waiting to shoehorn. You were waiting for that one. He just day. dropped his mic, actually. <laughs> um, so uh, the last thing I want to talk about. So Mar Marjorie Crazy Taylor Green, um, who thinks Trump won, who on her first on, on Biden's first day as president, she drew up articles of impeachment that were immediately oh, thrown yeah. away. Um, yeah. She is the one who said that the, the California forest fires started because of a Jewish space laser. Um, these are not things out of the onion or the inner loop. These are actual headlines and real things that happen. Um, she was stripped of all of her committees of every committee she was on, especially the Two. education committee, which was the funniest one that she would Two even be committees. on. Yes. So she came out and said that being trans is an abomination to God's um, vision or whatever it is, because it's God, so it's not real. And um, <laughs> she said, um, wait, wait, what? Shots <laughs> fired. Right. God. <laughs> on this show. On this show. <laughs> okay. Everyone's a, a, a fucking a, even God. He's on yeah. he's on notice. But anyway, um, my point is, is she's talking about how it's an abomination. Rand Paul said stuff about general mutilation. They're like, OK, that's not that's a completely different thing. He um, looks like a, a mutilated genital. Yes, he does. He Rand Paul really does. I wish someone just hit Rand Paul with a sock full of pennies like just do it already. But anyway, um, 
so she says it's an abomination. She goes in this whole tirade. So across the office from her is a woman, is a Senate, a person in the Senate, and her child is trans. <clears throat> so she took the trans flag and she put it on her door or near her door. So Marjorie can see it through the office door. So every mm-hmm. time Marjorie leaves, she has to see the trans flag, the yeah. trans uh, support flag. Right. Mm-hmm. So then Marjorie must have gone to Kinko's and had this giant sign put outside of her door now that says there are two sexes, male and female. And then underneath in big letters, it says, trust the science. Although there was no science to support exactly what she is saying, but people gobble it up. This is all real. Look it up right now. Yeah. Everything yeah. I just said is real. I mean, from my understanding, science actually has proven that there are actually three. Um, if you want to actually like write it down, it's, it's male, female and, and um, hermaphrodite or whatever. Because uh, there are technically people born without genitalia or genitalia that's not two genitals for either or two genitals. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And and so that's kind of where the idea of fluidity came from. That, that I'm not I'm not this. I'm not that. And and I don't know. Look, at the end of the day, you know, science is evolving. Everything's evolving. Our understanding of of the entire genome is evolving. Um, but chromosomally speaking, yes, there are only three technically sexes, but biological sexes. Biological sexes, sure. But at the end of the day, let a person live their goddamn life. Well, like, yeah, and I've always said be happy. You know? Why are people taking attendance in the bathroom? I've always right. said that. <laughs> yeah. What like, is it fucking what is the deal? To- Target opening up people's pants and seeing what's inside. Who gives a shit? Someone said if you're if you're worried that a trans person is going to a man is going to dress as a woman to go in the woman's room to rape your daughter, you don't have a problem with trans people. You have a problem with rapists, right? <laughs> like, like what is like? Why but are you again, not understanding that? I fucking hate having to defend these people. But again, they go to church. Okay. They go on these conservative chat rooms and they're being told. Yes, they're being this is all yes being told that, 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 that gay people, that trans people, etc., are pedophiles, are sexual deviants. Sure. That's what they're being told. By sure. people that they love and trust. I, I'm I'm not I'm not surprised, not even for a second. But let me tell you why what what happened today. I was mad at a person who was different than me. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm, I'm tall? funny. They were taller than me. So I'm in a store today. I'm leaving the in store. Shape. They were in shape. Can I can I do this, please? Can I, can I finish? Did they have like, can I finish, body? buddy? They didn't, they didn't have any body odor. Can I finish? Like what about them was different? Was it the, the toes that were perfectly trying like, to groomed? get in? I'm trying to get into the story. Like you no want. hair on the toes, kind of like a like a I, normal person. Maybe. Sure. I don't know. I don't know that that much. What I do know is this. <clears throat> I am I am walking. And uh, they are in front of me. And this is uh, a, a man speaking to a woman. Um, he was. Uh, you know, you ever just see a handsome man? You're like, this is a this is a handsome this is a handsome looking guy. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Uh, there you go. <laughs> um, he was all shaved up, real nice. 
Um, he had a nice pea coat on just tight, you know, and the dude was just like, his hair <laughs> was, was done. Tight. Everything like was he tight. was just damn, you know, but I'm looking at him and I, you know, I'm hearing him talk and based on his cadence and the way he's speaking, you know, I kind of made some inferences, um, which is fine. It that doesn't matter. Um, mm-hmm. but then I realized something's very different. I looked down and, and he is wearing heels. He's wearing heels. And um, I looked at his hands and his nails were done and they were the pointed net like the women wear them right now pointed. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But but let me just. So he was what made me angry. He pulled it off. He pulled it off so well. Like, I don't know what else, I mean. He looked good. He looked like I'm a cisgendered white man. And he he looked he he was just he looked great. And I think these people that hate these people are mad because they pull it off and they never could. I could never pull yeah. off. It's a jealousy thing. It is. It's jealousy. Okay. Like how, how, how are you looking good in both genders at the same time? Yeah, and they I can't and, even look good in one gender. And he, you know what it reminded me of? I think my, one of my personal heroes, Billy Porter, do both of you know who Billy Porter is? It sounds familiar. Sounds like someone that exists. So he's, he is a model. He was on American horror story and he is, he he's very masculine, but wears dresses and he fucking pulls them off. If you have a computer in front of you, look him up. I, I don't. I'm, he was just in, uh, he was just in this movie I watched on Netflix recently. I know who you're talking about that black guy. Yes. Yeah. He's good. I mean, like I, I, he's one of my heroes because that man is unapologetically himself. He showed up to an award ceremony in a tuxedo dress. The top half was a, was a tuxedo. The bottom half was a dress and it fucking looked great. And I look at him and I say, I could never do that. (laughs) I could could never make that look good. And I think that that's why I think that's where the hate's coming from, from people like Marjorie, whatever, whatever, who obviously goes to a supercuts and the the corner nail salon. You know, she's not looking like these people that they're beautiful human beings. This image right here. Yes. Yeah, I remember this because that is the hat with the tassels that that close and open. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I just I just thought that was probably one of the most amazing, like creative things I've ever seen in a hat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like and and that and the dude like I follow him on Facebook and like he's just very upbeat. And I just like I just reminded me of that. And like, yeah. why can't why do these people they they blind themselves with their hate mm-hmm. and they lose out on some amazing people, some amazing creativity some amazing things in life just because of skin color, just because yeah, of sexual because orientation. Like, yeah. like you're really, you're missing, you're really missing out. It's because of the fear of people being different. All these, all this hatred just comes, it, hatred is taught. Okay. So it's about being, ta- it's, it's a generational thing. They're being taught over and over and over again to fear and hate. And that's that's all there is to it. If 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 these people that were taught that actually spent some quality time around Billy Porter or the person that you just saw, they would probably learn to be more accepting and open and see the true humanity in these people. Well, yeah. And because I, I think a lot of it comes down to the more time you spend around women, the less of a misogynist you tend to be. The more time you spend around black people, 
I mean, unless you really are a true asshole, the more time you spend around black people, I mean, at a young age, okay, let me yeah. preface that, the, the less racist you tend to be. Um, it goes for everything. The, the, more, the more trans people that I sleep with, the better I become in understanding their culture. <laughs> Jesus, Dad. But that's fine, though. If that's what you're I, into, I, that's I, hypothetically, guys, hypothetically, hypothetically, hypothetically speaking. No, I, I, I get it. I, I get it. And for me, that experience wasn't really till college where I like was like, oh, my God, I'm around all these different types of people that I was never yeah. around really before. Um, and it, it, it's help. It, it opens it opens the eyes. Um, but does anyone have any final thoughts? Anything else going on in the news? That was a big one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a big one. Senator Cruz left the state of Texas in a giant, giant fuck you to them. It was unbelievable. I yes. sent you a TikTok that yes. uh, my wife found um, where one of his daughters was like, remember that time that my dad fucked over the state of Texas and then tried to blame me? Yeah, that was pretty cool. I, like what a fucking douchebag, low life man child. Yeah, fresh off the heels of pardoning the terrorist organization known as the Trump administration for inciting the violence, the insurrection on the Capitol against his own life and the lives of all the Dude. other senators and representatives to 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 cower that that he's a spineless bag of shit. And then and then goes, eh, it's OK, you know, President Trump, blah, blah, blah. He lets him off the hook completely. And then days later, as his entire state that he represents is in a state of emergency, he fucking leaves to go to Mexico and says his daughters wanted to go. Meanwhile, OK, uh, Ocasio-Cortez, she's down there. Yeah, she went down there and raised actually like $2 she million represents dollars. fucking the Bronx or whatever, and she's down there uh being a leader, showing people what it's actually all about, and not just handing out paper towels, by the way. Exactly. Exactly. Case, Casey, as a longtime Ted Cruz fan, um, what <laughs> obviously I'm kidding. Um oh, man. what you did guys you... can't see it through the <laughs> earwaves, but yeah, it's my shirt says Ted Cruz for life. <laughs> cruising uh, what, with Cruz, cruising with Ted. <laughs> uh, what, uh, what, when you saw this, what did you think about this? Honestly, I mean, Dan summed it up. He was a fucking asshole. I mean, like, this is your one time to really be a representative. I mean, he said many times, but you know what I'm saying. Like, I feel that. The whole system is fucked. I mean, you guys have a whole show about it. Um, so like, <laughs> you get it. <laughs> yeah. But it really is just so completely ridiculous that do we really, rep, you know, hire these people? And do they really give a shit about our best interest? And then when these people who vote for them, they have no idea who they're voting for. They have no. zero clue. None you know what I mean? Have. And they have a short memory, too. Yeah, exactly. Like if you saw your elected official, go ahead and just skip town in the worst time in your history mm -hmm. uh, as far as weather or whatever. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it would be like, oh, I remember that guy. He was a real fuck. I will never vote for him again. Right now. Yeah. Like yeah. if he did that days before an election, he might lose that election. But because he's got a right. while before he has to worry about that. That See may it. not be an issue. I mean, they, they might yeah. have to bring that up, but 
most people are like, yeah, I'm not mad about that anymore. Did anyone did anyone see the last SNL when they did a pretty big number on Cruz in the in the cold open? No, because no. I'm not 13 anymore. And I don't OK, watch well, I watch it because they teased that that they were going to make fun of Gina Carano. I'm sorry, I, I don't mean so, I, I just I'm what I mean by that is that I'm not up anymore at that time. Yeah. <laughs> well, OK, so I have Hulu like a normal person. Yeah, and, but I'm watching other stuff. Man. <sighs> anyway, so the cold open is uh, the Britney Spears show, which is a joke. Like, you know, she's the she's like the whole time she's sending signals through the show through blinks. Things like, are uh, <laughs> like getting lost in translation already. But go on. So anyway, uh, she it's it's that's the segment is uh, on SNL. So they have Ted Cruz come on first and they're and it's all about apologies. The show is about apologies. So they come on and the uh, what's her name is playing Ted Cruz and she's got like the braids like he just got off a cruise like, you know, I like I saw was... an image of that anyway. So she's like, yeah, you know, I just <laughs> want to apologize to all these Texans for what I did. And, and I'm a horrible person and I'm sorry and I'll try not to do it again. And I totally blame my daughters and that wasn't cool. So then they had Andrew Cuomo come on. And he comes out and he's like, hey, I'm really sorry that I lied about all those old people deaths. And then Ted Cruz kind of shuffles up to him and is like, yeah, like, you know, kind of like what I did. And, and Andrew Cole was like, I am nothing. Let's get one thing straight. I am nothing like you. <laughs> yeah. Don't even touch me. I don't even want to be known to be near you. And then one of the other girls came out as Gina Carano. <laughs> like, she's like, I don't even know what I did. I don't even. It's all she kept saying. I don't even know what I did. Yeah. And then uh, they're like, well, you likened being a Republican to being a slaughtered Jewish person during World War II. Oh, OK. So that <laughs> <laughs> I have and, to watch it now. That's funny. And yeah. uh, so then again, Ted Cruz goes, yeah, you and I are kind of like she's like, no, we are nothing alike. Like even these awful people are still shitting on Ted Cruz, which was oh, the yeah. whole joke. And I thought it was so well written. It was so well done. Just watch it. It's fucking funny. Um, okay. but yeah, anyway, let's go to break. When we come back, um, we're all going to get hollowed, if you know what I mean. Mm. If, if we come back, if we come back. Yeah, the, the network's already pulling us. That's right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll be right back. Need more context on your favorite movie? Is Obama. Obama. Okay, Senator Obama. Ever wonder why they did or didn't do that thing or include that scene? This is prime. Like, this is Perfect this is Freddy. quality entertainment. Check out Gutsy Media Podcast as my friends and I take a deep dive into everything from blockbusters to indie films. The weakest apple cider bitch beers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. That's Gutsy Media Podcast for everything movies. Gary's Guns, Guns, Guns. <laughs> Wow. I can't do Gary. <laughs> Gary has quite the ad. Gary has a new idea and it's a it's a it's a soothing after you get a sunburn uh sunscreen like a like an aloe. Um but it's 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 basically after you've been sunburned, maybe you just flew to Mexico and got a sunburn and it's called the Ted Cruz cream. And uh, it has lots of different scents, but uh, the one scent is hundreds of thousands without power scent. And it, it really just, you rub it all over your skin 
after you get burned and it's got a nice soothing uh feeling to it you know yeah i'm i would love to try that out it'll match my t-shirt very well yeah this this is why we're looking for new sponsors thank you gary and (laughs) thank you gary and your guns um winter 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 fresh texas winter fresh texas winter fresh (laughs) jesus Um, okay, so with that being said, um, Casey's we're back. Here. It's critical mass. You're here, yes. you were here from the beginning. Casey, you write comic books now. Let me get now, let me just get my question out of the way and then do I'll it. Let the stupid fuck face over here finish off. Hey, you don't say that. We've <laughs> we've had lots of creative types on the show, but another guy that we've had on the show, um, recently, Joaquin talked about a children's book that he wrote called two bears one cup no little bears little bear two caves little bears two caves but he said he wrote it but then had it um what's the word published through amazon correct now i'd have to assume that amazon takes a chunk a big or a little chunk whatever big one yeah yeah um listen bezos only has two yachts he needs a third. So it's true. I'm curious if you have to go through Kickstarter as a comic book creator, what have you, even though there may not be a ton of money in it for you, is it an easier route to go through Amazon or something like it than doing what you guys do? I would say. Yes and no. Um, at this point, with you know, we're on the third book, or we're me and my artist uh, are on the third book here in the series, and we've got a built-in fan base at this point. So a lot of the people who have bought the previous Hollow books or other books that I've written are co-written. Um, so for that, it's been quote unquote easier to reach people you know that i i know if i go through amazon i have to get i think it's 50 percent taken off of each sale and you do get one of those lovely like isdn numbers but you're also paying typically the money to get it printed on demand as well so you might be spending on top of already getting it illustrated if you're not a writer and illustrator you know maybe a thousand dollars or more to go through that kind of stuff so um but you could reach people all over the world how do you do it how do they find your one book you know without you having a fan base uh, you know with the other millions or trillions of books that are on amazon and that's Mm -hmm. I think that's where it's kind of like a double-edged sword where, you know, Kickstarter, I might not be making as much money as I potentially could on Amazon, but I'm making enough to make more comics. And, and that to me is more important. Great answer. Good question. Yeah. I'll say you're correct. So <laughs> just, is that how we're doing interviews now? We yeah. ask him a question and then just like, you're correct. Yeah. It's like but a quiz this show. show you get you. validation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a great British quiz show. I love it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So hollowed. Um, I, I haven't read any of them, um, but I want to, um, obviously I contributed to this one so I can get my physical copy of hollowed three. 
um, Hollowed Number Three. I can't wait um, to have it. I want to read it. Um, it is about detectives, and it is about uh, correct me, a serial killer that hollows out their victims. So they're kind of like the skin, like in Men in Black, when he's wearing the skin suit. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it's not giant bugs, though. Obviously, right. We're, we're dealing with, uh, you know, detectives. Um, you know, don't go. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna poke fun at Ruben here. He comes on, and we love every time he's on here. But I just I have to tell him, Ruben. I want to read it. Don't tell me. Stop telling me about Illusion Witch. I want to read. I want to read it. Um. So give us like a little. So. <laughs> This is we're on the third book. Sorry. When I say give us a taste, you know, do do just that. Don't like don't break the whole book down for us. <laughs> just I, just the tip, Casey. We want people to in, we want people to buy it. We don't want we don't want to listen to our show to the to hallowed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ruben is he's you know one of my best friends he's my co-writer on a lot of projects he's one of those wonderful people i know yeah he's got the <laughs> gift of gab um yes <laughs> you know it's so funny like yeah he'll he'll break yeah he'll just tell you the whole thing uh hollow <laughs> yeah two detectives hunting down a serial killer in buffalo new york um that's that the means, scariest part. That's the scariest part. serial killing. Buffalo, yeah. New York. Was yeah, fucking Buffalo, New York. It actually, it's funny because Buffalo gets like a lot of people in Western New York. That's why they're buying it. Oh, you say Buffalo in it? Okay. <laughs> gotta do it. <laughs> okay. You know, yeah. next in the, in one of the characters, my artist said, listen, if you can work in something about Flutie Flakes, he goes, this is going to be great. So oh there's God. a Flutie Flakes reference in there because oh my God. anyone from our area knows it and it's yeah. hilarious. And yeah, but um, it's a national treasure. <laughs> he is a national treasure. Yeah, it was just, uh, that's it. I mean, it's very much a buddy cop sort of situation. They don't like each other at all. And um. There's a tough as nails chief, you know, <laughs> always is. Oh, you're blowing shit up, you know, like typical kind of men in black or not men in black, um, bad boys and lethal weapon and all that. And uh, and then there's like kind of like a shadowy organization that may or may not be connected to the murders. That's all I'll say. That's all right. Great. I like that. I like that a lot. I can't wait to read this. Um, seeing, seeing some of the artwork and hearing some of that plot um reminds me of a little bit of the uh I don't know what's his name from London there in the 1800s Sherlock Jack Holmes. the Ripper Jack the Ripper he reminded me of Jack the Ripper reminded me of Jack the Ripper a little bit he's from Rochester also reminds me mm-hmm. okay so I've heard that <laughs> he buried at Holy Sepulcher yeah. I mean he could be from that's here. one of the theories yes. out there um but have you guys ever heard of a cicada killer mm-hmm. yeah Yes. Yeah. So that's what they do. So they, they, they're they're a large wasp-looking thing. They're huge, for the listener, and um, they fly around in midair, and then they stick their stinger out, and they sting the cicada midair. They go down to the ground, and then they hollow out the fucking dead corpse of the cicada, and lay a bunch of fucking larvae inside of it. 
Well, I'm glad I ate before this. Thank you. I'm so glad that Dan has read my comics because you just ruined the twist. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Damn it, Dan. Well, what the fuck? Anyways, that's what it reminds me of. Uh, I am... um, I'm sorry that I didn't get to be in on the ground floor of the other ones. And, you know, when we had Ruben on and the way that he described this thing with such passion um, and I was just like, well, we got to get this thing off the ground. This sounds really cool. sounds amazing. I'm not even a comic book guy, but he, he sold me. And then to hear that you were doing another one, I was like, well, shit, let's, let's get involved. And literally I clicked the link and the shit was funded. I was like, whoa, guess he doesn't need my help <laughs> it doesn't mean be, i don't need listen listeners i need your help still anyways <laughs> yeah like just because it's funded doesn't mean i can't have more right. to like unlock stretch goals and pay okay, my so, artists and all that kind of fun stuff so after it's technically funded let's say it's completely funded and your stretch goals are funded etc Mm-hmm. How does one get their hands on a copy? So then I, you know, if you're Rocco, I drive over to your house and I give you one. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I typically will do that for anybody who's local. Uh, I'll just hand deliver it. It makes it easier for both of us. And and, 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 as, and so as to not offend any mail carriers here, <laughs> you would you would ship it through the mail? I definitely ship everything else through the mail. And I don't use right. any other services but the U.S. Postal Service. That's great. Good Dan job. just got Good such job. a hard on right now <laughs> <laughs> hearing that. No. Um, so I think though, Dan, and tell me if I'm wrong to, I think Dan's quest- question is if he doesn't help fund it, <laughs> but he wants a copy of it and wants, oh, to, yeah. wants to pay you for, for said copy. Yeah. How would that work? Or, or is yes. that, that's not a thing. No, I mean, anyone can get, uh the past issues you could just contact me and i'll just you know sell it to you online we have an etsy store uh open but i mean i'm i'm definitely in another world when you know i can wear a mask but i'm vaccinated i'll start doing cons and see people face to face it's way way easier to sell them on the comic and i like those interactions a lot more um you know, it feels a lot better for me personally to go, hey, I met the person who bought this from me as opposed to this random name that, you know, uh, on the Internet that I don't know in Malaysia or whatever. OK, so really you're you're bi- so wow. So COVID really fucked the whole con thing for you and your for counterparts. Anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Big time. So what's co- what's COVID? you're such an ass um so what so let's talk about that for a second i i've been very sparsely to conventions right Uh, it's not something i i've i'm very well versed in but i would like to be well the Um, problem is that they keep keep putting them near schools and and i can't i can't be with yeah thousand feet that's a problem listen (laughs) it was a big misunderstanding okay um so no, but in all serious. So how how does it? Do you rent a table? Do you purchase a table? Do you like stand out front itching yourself and just read my comic, please? Like what do you like? How does that work exactly? 
I have a whole page boy outfit devoted to these guys. <laughs> uh, no, you, yeah, you rent a table uh, at the con and, you know, they, they range in price, but you hope to make your money back that weekend. It's usually two days. And um, I do them in Buffalo. I don't do them in here in Rochester because the conventions in Rochester are not that great. Though they suck. Oh, ouch. They oh. do. I want them to be better, but I want them to be better. But yeah. like I went to two of them and I was disappointed. I'm sorry. I was. Yeah. I'd like to run one sometime. Just I do. I'd help you the with process that. of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, because I thought about doing a virtual one and it won't feel the same. So I kind of abandoned the idea. But I have a really good list of things that I'd like to see at a, a DFAT convention. And um, I think that we could do it in a good way. Oh, uh, yeah. But yeah, so that, you know, that's the thing is going to these, um, seeing people in person is, is way more uh, nice. So they come to your table, they buy your things and you, everyone smiles. Everyone's just smiling. They just so smile. what would you, I'm uh, now you got me. I love live things. Okay. I loved doing stand up comedy. I loved when Dan and I did critical mass live uh, that to this day will be one of, I mean, one of next to my kids being born and my marriage will be one of my one experience. I'll never forget uh, doing like a, a law, a small podcast segment, but live on a stage um, yeah. for how many people, Dan, you say about like a hundred people, maybe ish hundred ish. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. And I have I don't care. I love being on stage because I need to be the center of attention because I have a lot of problems. So, um, <laughs> you know, which is most things. That's an you know, understatement. Yes. So. <laughs> so then you tell me, you say, I want to do a DFAT con and I start and doing one of these like, yeah, oh, yeah. I want to be part of that. Like, what would that look like to you? I mean, you know, he's very aroused. OK, so, so for all of your geeky listeners out there yes um, yeah so one of the big things about cons that's been a shift in the last decade or so has been more focused on the guests that are there guests will bring people to cons the issue with the people who rent tables is that a lot of times these guests only have money or sorry the people attending only have money to pay for the guest like to get a picture with them or to get something signed so for example you get you know, Steve Amell from Green Arrow, mm -hmm. he charges you $100,000 to be there. And then he charges these people $40, $50 or so to sign a, you know, a picture or take a selfie with them. So you get all these people buying tickets to your con, which you have to then go and spend back onto the guests, which then they reap a shit ton of money. Like what's his name? Daryl from The Walking Dead makes no less than $100,000 every time he goes to a con, which is insane i mean yeah. he really has to work for like 12 hours and, that's and if he does a con a month one con a month correct <laughs> i mean it's just bonkers so it's ridiculous he's one of the highest paid ones but anyway it's i would actually like to not have guests at least at the first one and i'd like to have podcast section uh panels i'd like to have comic book artist and writer panels i'd also like to have because i'm a huge music person i like to have its own like little music section and then also there's a huge video game uh development community in rochester uh rock game dev so there's a bunch of people making video games so i'd like to have that so i like to mix in a multimedia 
segment for people in the community. We can have cosplay. We can have, you know, people eating cereal and having Saturday morning cartoons and really make it like an all inclusive kind of cool thing. So uh, for Saturday and Sunday, we'll do all these things and everyone will have like half hour, an hour, whatever they Mm -hmm. feel they need for their segment. Let me push back and challenge you a little bit there, Casey. Always. You just admitted <laughs> you just admitted that to get people to go to cons, you have to bring in the talent. So how do you plan on getting these people in the door if all you're offering them is some shitty podcasters and some lame gamers and some cereal? Did I hear cereal involved? A cereal yeah, it's actually the only thing I need, really. <laughs> uh, but to your point, um, I would hope that the people who come are fans of the already built-in, you know, people who are participating. So I would hope some comic book people come. I would hope some podcast listeners come, etc. So I did a, li- a little, little, little con at Swillburger. Uh, mm. the year before last and there was a bunch of Buffalo artists and Rochester artists, writers, uh, comic book people and I probably had about like 300 people go through Swillburger and just you know buy shit from people we were in the very far back small area but it was just kind of like we put up some signs and uh, we did go online. You know, we did a social media push and stuff like that, but it was just kind of like a cool organic thing. And one thing that I have noticed about Rochester to your point, Rocco about the shitty cons is again, the year before last um, pop rock did like a downtown convention and they, they worked in the little, they worked in pop rock. They worked in like some of the other axes and ales and all that other stuff. And it was really popular. And I think it's because people don't do a lot of things that involve kids as well, like something that is for all ages. And obviously, we would put an explicit sign above your particular uh, segment, but you'd have to. Yeah, you'd have to. But I think it's like, let's Again, get with the whole radius thing with him. Remember? Yes, yeah. that's yeah. true. Um, yeah. You know, th- what you said before, Dan, as far as like racism is learned and you just learn and you learn and you learn, uh, passed down through generations. Like let's have these kids like learn about building a community and learning how it is to make a video game and blah, blah, blah. So like we have a huge multimedia section over at RIT, you know, we have the film community literally built into our fabric here at the, at the city. I think there's a lot of opportunities that, we don't fully capitalize on not necessarily financially, but just culturally here in the city. And it's always bothered me. So at some point I'll get off my soapbox now and, and actually just do it. Well, that sounds great. And we're fully in support of this idea. Yes. And, and very much years ago, we talked about just sort of invading a, a comic con locally to begin with. Um, so we're on board. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, we would, I would love for us to have, um, I think what would be, what would be cool is we're, we're a political show, but this is a geekly type thing is that we would be the ones that talk, that would talk about race in comic books. You know what I mean? Like that or, or, or a political, you know, leanings within that stuff. I think that'd be fun. I think that would be a blast. And yes, you would need to put explicit over, anything we do (laughs) 
because we're degenerates. We're degenerates. Um, yeah, we don't so, belong anywhere. Let's be honest. No, no, we don't. We don't. Um, so, Casey, if I were listening to this show, so to the to the one listener we have that's still listening, um, how would they find uh, your Kickstarter as it's it's still going? So still going. Uh, just search hollowed. It's the only one of its name um, on on Kickstarter. Yeah. And not hallowed like all hallows Eve hollowed. Because I made that mistake. Mm-hmm. No, um, everyone does. Uh, or you can search my name as well. If you guys have it in the show notes, then yeah, <laughs> that that will help too. Well, certainly the link will be below. Yes, we'll have the link below. Um, so fund it. I can't wait to get my copy. Um, but most of all, I can't wait for Casey to come and personally deliver it without the mail. And no pants. I only want people to come to my house in no pants. So. <laughs> Goes without saying. Um, so yeah, Dan, did you have any last questions for Casey about what's going on? And I just wanted to remind you: don't you go sticking that shit in the mailbox without postage. <laughs> I will tell his mailman okay. to rip it out of there. Did I, I breaking before, federal laws? Okay. Before Noted. we go, before we go, um, uh, Casey, you're a big fan of the show WandaVision. Well, you watch it. I don't know if you're a big. I fan. watch it. Yeah. Um, Dan takes issue with the show because they depicted the mailman delivering the mail in a way a mailman never would deliver it. And he Correct. won't watch it. Now. I saw that on your, on your <laughs> Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> like shameful. I you're shameful. shameful. You're shameful. It's like my wife when she can't watch doctor shows because she's like, they wouldn't do whatever the doctor bullshit they're doing who knows okay, but, those are just but, fake and that's fair and i brought that up in the last episode casey and that's interesting because there are i've i actually looked it up there are literally one billion doctor shows on current prime time <laughs> but billion and, and like i said i go it's it's one thing if you know they're rolling the gurney down the hallway and the doctor says, give this person 10 cc's of this. And then your wife or any other doctor is going, that's bullshit. But the most, most viewers would be like, all right, we don't know the difference. Yeah. I'm watching this. Oh, here we go. And there's a rural box mounted (laughs) on the fucking street. The mailman has one foot in the road He's he's delivering to a mounted box on the street. That doesn't make sense. Is it maybe because whoever is controlling this reality just doesn't know anything about the postal service? Great point. So that's what Rocco said. He's that like, is what I said. Wanda <laughs> has created this in her mind. So if you're mad at anyone, be mad at Wanda. That's what and I said. <laughs> and I accepted that. Yeah. And I accepted that. But you know what? <laughs> Sometimes I like to create controversy. And I say, cancel WandaVision anyways. Hashtag cancel WandaVision. It's, All right. Honestly, dude, it's it's like Trending if your already. wife were watching a, a, a Grey's Anatomy. You know, Grey's Anatomy or something, and they said, okay, check his heartbeat. And they put the fucking thing up to the forehead. <laughs> well, that's like that fucking stupid and lazy. That's like anytime I'm watching a crime documentary on a serial killer, I'm like, why would he have done that? Because I, oh, anyway, um, <laughs> no, I know. Um, will when we come back, everybody's favorite part of the show, fuck you, will be right back. Serenity now. 
From the far reaches of the galaxy to an internet location near you, we're Don'tForgetATowel.com, your daily source for geeky pop culture news, reviews, interviews, and so much more. So as you're hitchhiking your way through the universe, don't forget to travel safe, and don't forget a towel. We're oh, back. You guys want to hear my fuck you song? Yeah, you got to do the fuck you song. Uh, guys, you're supposed to sing with me. I don't. I don't remember the words. It's ready. It's fuck you. Ready? Oh, okay. Oh. Fuck you. You. You guys piss me off so much. I sent you the lyrics last week. Dan, I gotta tell you, I delete most of the things you send me. <laughs> Just, I have to. I tell printed you. them out and then I. I ate them. This song sucks because of you. <laughs> you just, <laughs> thank you so much. So uh, we're going to get into our fuck you. I got a lot of problems with you people. And mm. uh, our our airing of grievances, if you will. Um, thank you, Frank. You are missed. Um, so with that being said, uh, who wants to go first? I, I mean, I can go first if, if you all don't care. Feel free. All right. So um, I, I don't know if I did this one before, Dan. It's about the the police officers that are at my Wegmans. Yeah, I mean, you've mentioned them before. Like, okay. By the way, everybody is, is around the world is going, what kind of fucking grocery store do you shop at that there have to be police officers stationed Right. There? So mine is is the border between a very, very bad area and a, and a, I wouldn't say a very nice area, but a nice area. I wouldn't um, say either of those. Okay, uh, it's between. It's an, it's an okay area next to another okay one. A hooker, right. Hooker Avenue. Yeah, I know a security guard at that Wegmans who has said that they have busted so many hookers in that parking lot doing things to dudes um, <laughs> at that Wegmans um, because of where it is. And I'm on the other side of that. I'm on the suburban side of that. And it, it, it really plays as the line. Hmm. Well, let me put it this way for, for listeners, his Wegmans, which by the way, all Wegmans are uh, cherished in our community. Are our Wegmans. Yeah. Are. Are our Wegmans. Um, this one straddles the line between, uh, a lower income area and, uh, a medium income area. Sure. That's fair. So it's the community. It's a double community thing, sharing one particular grocery store. A lot of mixing going on. Yes. So there's a police officer that's there every day and night and they cycle through there. And it's just like, fuck you, dude. Like you're staring at me while I'm scanning my groceries at the self checkout. Like, do you get off on this? Are you fucking hard right now? Is this why you signed up to be a police officer? So you can watch a weird little dude like me scan 15 Cadbury cream eggs so we can go home and eat them and cry. Like, it's enough that I'm doing <laughs> that, that you have to stare at me with your, your gun and your badge. Like, Dude, that shit's too sweet. I know. You 15 of those. I know, right? I know. I know you were picked last in gym in high school. <laughs> and I, or that, or like you had the letter jacket and then you really made nothing of your life. So you're like, I guess I'll just be a police officer because at least I can still beat on minorities. Um, so, you know, I know you have that going for you, 
Um, but like, fuck you, dude. Like, first of all, you're in a tactical vest. Your dad almost spit out his beer. I- I'm serious. They I love the tactical up. shit. They love the tactical. You need stuff. to come at night. They sit in the floral department and just watch people as they come in, and then they'll stand by the registers, but the self checkout, and they just stare at people as they're checking out. And it's just See, like, why are you in a full tactical vest? Do you feel like you're going to come under fire in the floral department at Wegmans? This, this sounds like it would make the greatest beginning to some sort of like cop comedy. Channing Tatum has already got the rights to this movie. Right, exactly. I'm Jonah be, Hill. If I were a cop, I would be the best slash worst cop ever because I would I'd be in there fucking making fun of shit constantly. I'd be using my flashlight on people. Yeah, but dude, they got it, there. Excuse it, me. Like, fuck you to them. And then like their security too. I talked to one of the security guards and he said, you know what the number one thing stolen at Wegmans is? Tube socks. Tampons. Uh, it's sa- it's sad. No, it's, a, it's sad. It's like it's genuinely sad. And I think that they should just keep it. Why do I just start laughing when you say that? Because know. you're an awful person when I tell Cadbury you. Cadbury eggs. Yes, Cadbury preg- eggs. Is it? Is that what it is? No. Toothpaste. Is it pregnancy test? No. Oh, condoms? No. What? Okay. What? Uh, baby formula. Oh. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Right? That's what I said. That's what I'm saying. Yes, you kind of. And I'm just like, why don't you let them keep it? And they respond, well, because it's our property. And it's like, bro, if they're stealing an entire lobster, like they just went into the tank and took <laughs> it and like we're trying to leave with it. Like, I get it. Tackle them. Take it back. Right. Makes perfect sense. Right. But it's baby formula. Yeah. Like, you they know, that they really need it. You know that there's a baby somewhere yeah. that needs that formula. Like, just let them, bro, let them have the formula. Yeah. Let them have it. So fuck you um, to the police officer. And then the the makeout sessions they have with the security guards that look at them with their bright eye, you know, oh, I want I wish I was you. I wish I had a gun. Um, fuck you. And I hope that you get uh, as punishment that you get um, stationed somewhere where you'll see some real action with some real fucking problems instead of, I mean, you know, the squeaky wheel is your biggest issue of my cart. I need to go grocery shopping with you. <laughs> You should. It's an experience. I complain about everything. <laughs> That's why I go alone now. Oh but anyway, yeah, anyway. No stand you. who wants to go next? I'll uh, Casey, I'll go please, next. please. Um, this is, you know, a little geeky, but I'm I, I have a fuck you for video game announcements. Uh, PlayStation did its state of play today. Uh, last week, I believe, was the Nintendo Direct. And I believe that we are in a society that feels entitled to things when they shouldn't at all. You know, I think, oh, this actor owes me this thing. And it's like, do they really? They don't owe you shit. You know what I mean? Like, Disney doesn't owe you anything. They Tom Cruise making... owes me $300. Well, you know <laughs> what? For that baby formula. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I just... Yeah. I, he was the one stealing it in a really <laughs> cool way, though. Wegmans doesn't give a <laughs> fuck. They'll tackle anybody taking formula. Even, even Tom Cruise. Um, <laughs> but that being said, as entitled as we are, I believe that 
when you go and put something out into the world, even if it's a comic book or whatever, the world's going to judge you for that thing that you put out. And you put out some shitty announcements for some meh games. And I, I think I am entitled to have an opinion on that. And uh, lately it's been just really kind of crappy. Uh, so that's all. I was I got really <laughs> like, oh, you didn't give me games that I wanted to see. <laughs> so, so are you going to make your, fun of yourself or should should I or somebody? you can uh, you can handle that one. Okay. If you really no, yeah. I'll leave you alone. It sounds, <laughs> you know what? I hear the shame in your voice. Yeah, so that's that's enough for me. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. That's enough for me. So thank you for that. Thanks. I think, Dan, if this is squirrels again. Don't don't bring them into this conversation. Let me get to my to my fuck you. Please Can't do. Wait. Which is um witches? <laughs> Scarlet Sorry. witches. Those fucking two. witches. Which is which is yes. Um people that don't know how to fucking shovel. Specifically <laughs> um uh, uh one of the people that live on my route who's a fucking giant turd. And is it the one you called me about? Yes. He, he, so he calls me while he's on his route. Yeah. And say, hey, I just uh, got into a verbal altercation with someone. <laughs> wow. I'm like, aren't you on your route? Aren't you working? Yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, <laughs> it's pretty frustrating that no one knows how to fucking shovel. And um you know they live, they live in the northeast i've i've wanted to create a pamphlet to hand out to people of hey welcome to the northeast maybe yeah, yeah. and no you know it's shitty most time of the year but this time of year it snows a lot get yourself a snowblower a shovel or pay for a plow there's a large bang that just occurred in this house didn't hear it it wow, didn't make the recording bad. so we're good yeah one of the kids oh you know? it's a cat it's a cat how many of those do you have now? Three, but we're looking for a fourth, a kitten, or one of the children that asked for you it. You just so. keep accumulating lives. Stop it. More mouths to feed. Anyways, <laughs> so I'm parked on the opposite side of the street, okay? And Your it, mail and truck. In, in the mail truck, and it's designated spot because based on, you know, the street and the mail delivery, that's where it has to be parked. Um, and so this guy is backing out of his own driveway to leave. And if he were to go straight out of his driveway and not stop, he would hit my truck. Okay. Ugh. So normal people would just turn as they came out of their driveway. But what he's doing is he's turning and his front wheel and his shitty Chevy Equinox is getting stuck. In What's the, the license plate number? <laughs> I should have taken it down. Is getting stuck in the, in the, in the snowbank. Because he doesn't shovel his driveway, at least not properly. Right. Um, and, and so then he begins yelling at me. Or no, I'm sorry. I hear him yelling to the neighbor saying, why the fuck does he have to park in front of my house? Well, technically, I'm not parked in front of your house, you dumb fucking jackass. I'm parked in front of the guy across the street. Um, who also, by the way, parks there when I'm not there. So you would have a you would you would have had the same problem with him as you do with me. Um, and when I hear someone using expletives in my direction or about me, 
I don't shy away. I, I, the fight or flight is strong with me and it's fight. And so I walk up to the guy and I say, excuse and it's me. It's deranged Casey. Someday yeah. I hope you see it. It's deranged. And it's just kind of fun to watch unfold. I said, and then you got to stop him at some point. Yeah. So this guy's a, he's well, he fought in Vietnam cause he made that clear. So I don't know if he's in his late sixties, early seventies. Um, but he said to me, you know, why the fuck do you got to park right there and all this shit? And I go, excuse me, I'll park anywhere the federal government tells me I can park. Because you needed to say that. Yeah. I'm a goddamn federal employee. Shut the fuck up. I'm delivering mail, medications, dildos, whatever it is to, <laughs> to your friends and neighbors in this friendly little community that we Did you show up your badge? Goddamn day of my life. So I, I didn't really appreciate the disrespectful tone. Just because you don't know how to shovel. And I told him, get a shovel. And I walked away. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, well, I fought in Vietnam or something like that. And, and I was just like, great, get a shovel. I don't care. And so he got in. He was still he was unable to get out of his driveway. Well, that's funny. And um, so I moved. I actually moved the truck to a, a more inconvenient location for me and still pissing and moaning as he was able to get out and leave. I said out loud in front of the neighbor who was trying to help him. You know, I said something like, you know, I, I, welcome to the Northeast. You know, it snows every year. Get a shovel. I'm over it. And I walked away. And the irony is that on the other end of the street, um, way down, is was this tiny little Asian man who was using a garden shovel, like the kind of shovel you'd use to, to dig a hole with. You said to bury a body with. <laughs> or to bury a body with. You were was, on the phone with me while this was happening yes so i called rocco after down the street because i'm still fucking fuming and i cannot believe the audacity of this fucking asshole and i mean what does vietnam have to do with it right? i i i was gonna push back a little bit on that one to you because in vietnam i don't think it snows there so That's true i mean it didn't snow in Vietnam when he just was just so there. you know, was... if he's eternally living in PTSD, um, then where he is, Great there point. is no snow. Great so, point. I mean, point you're kind take. of an asshole. Yeah, I am. I'm the asshole. And so <laughs> I, I get halfway down the shit. I call Rocco. I'm like, dude, I got a fucking vent. Listen, to this motherfucker. And I just went off and told him the whole story. I'm fucking as laughing I'm, <laughs> as I'm telling him this. I see this little Asian man using a garden shovel to shovel out a car in a driveway and I Dan know just asked guy, him where, where he's from. Uh, yeah. And I know the guy he, I know that he doesn't actually live there, but I've seen him before and I'm like, what the fuck? So I go back and I'm like, excuse me, sir. Like, where are you from? What's your heritage? And he's like, well, I'm from California. And I'm like, yes, but what? Because I can clearly see that he was Asian. And I'm like, well, what's your profile? He said, I'm, he goes, well, I'm, I'm actually from, my parents are from China. Um, and I'm like, okay, that's interesting. And, and I <laughs> imagine you would have said age? Vietnam. Well, that's the great irony. And I said, it's, it's very interesting. You're over here shoveling out this driveway. And he's like, yeah, this is my ex-wife's house. And this I'm like, wait, so you, you come <laughs> right? to your ex-wife's house and shovel out her driveway with a garden shovel. He was like, yeah. So I said, okay, great. Thank you. Nice to meet you. And I walked away. And I said to him, think about the irony of an Asian American who's actually able to shovel the fucking driveway. This guy who's probably the same age, if not older, than the Vietnam American war vet who can't shovel his own driveway. How ripped was the Asian dude? 
No, he's just a frail little old Legion guy. Okay. He was very frail. There's no, there's just no fucking excuse for it. If you physically can't do it, pick up your goddamn phone and find someone who can. Well, Dan, he probably has no one. Well, based on his attitude, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, maybe he lost a lot of good people back there. (laughs) Yeah. All his (laughs) friends died in Vietnam. Because they didn't know how to shovel. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm going to hell. I'm going right to hell. That's a real prick. (sighs) All right. Well, with that being said. By the way, this motherfucker. Oh, here we go. Is the same guy. Because, you know, I park near his house. And so he'll be standing in his driveway as I get out. And don't ever do this, listeners. Don't ever, one, talk to your mailman. Don't ever do it. And two, don't ask them for your mail. Don't fucking do it. This guy goes, can I get my mail? And I'm like, mm, you'll get it when I get to you. Don't worry, it'll be a few minutes. He goes, yeah, but I need it now. I'm leaving for the bank. So then I feel bad, and I'm like, all right, this guy needs it. He's leaving. All right, I'll stop what I'm doing. I'll find his mail for him. I'll give it to him. This is against protocol. Then this piece of shit is still there by the time I reach all the way around back to his house. <laughs> Casey, these are the phone calls I get during the day. That's a funny one, though, too. That's a good one. I like that one. Unfucking believable. <laughs> I gotta go. Actually, I, I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, gotta go. oh, I forgot God. to tell you, I don't actually have to do that. Oh, God. It, it's just, it's that's funny. I'm gonna ask my male person a ton of questions next time I see them. Hi. Hi. How many bathrooms are there in the world? Like just to just to ask some questions to bother them now. And then I'm going to give me your name. <laughs> well, I know your mail carrier. You know that. I, I think I got a new one. Oh, really? I think it's a she. I can look it up online right now. Can you? I have access, I have access to the records. Tell the world who my mail person. No, don't don't do that. That's don't do that. Nobody cares about that. And, you know, we've already lost all our listeners by this point in the show. Um, so with that being said, Casey, thanks so much for being here today. Thanks for having me, guys. It felt like old times again, you know, just really taking me back. And just like when I went to Vietnam, it just felt <laughs> familiar. <Yeah. laughs> There's a lot of people that have a lot of different memories of Vietnam God than you. Vietnam. <laughs> well, they don't listen to this show. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. No, no, they don't. Um but yeah, but seriously, thank you. We appreciate that was good. you. That was fun times. You know, come on anytime. Um, Dan, you got any? You got anything else? Yeah. When do we start recording? So tired of looking at your face. All right. Uh, with that being said, thanks uh, to everyone uh, for listening. Thank you to the Tennessee Beard Company for making your beard feel good. Um, thank you to the guys over at Insensitive Culture Podcast for being um, just funny as hell. Thank you to all of the podcasts on the DFAT Entertainment Network. Um, I I, ne- I can never, I should write down all the names of the shows. Um, we've got Towel Light Talk. We've got- There's, Gor- there's eight of us. Just, just Google it or go to the, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> we're, all, we're all one leg of an eight-legged spider. The DFAT, DFAT Entertainment. Um, check us out. You'll find us there along with just a, a whole bunch of fantastic podcasts. 
Um, please take your pick. It's it's like a smorgasbord of awesomeness. Um, I was just on uh, Star Warriors talking about Marvel Comics, uh, so that just dropped today, so you can check that out. Um, and then check us out all the time because we love being objectified. And with that being said, leave leave reviews. If, if you're a decent person who um, isn't going to hell, <laughs> leave a review. Do it. Leave, and, and definitely give it five stars. If you give it any less than five stars, we will come to your house and we will gut you like a fish. Um, anyway, uh, thank you so much. Party on, Wayne. Bye. <laughs> they come from butts.